0: The Lord be with you. I am so glad that you can join us in this Bible study through the book of Romans. And today we are looking at Romans chapter 7, verses 14 to 25. In this section of Romans, Paul is dealing with the nature of the Christian life. He's already addressed what it means to begin the Christian life, to be justified on the basis of faith and faith alone. Now he's addressing what it means to be sanctified, to be conformed and transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. And in this portion of Romans seven, Paul compares the Christian life to warfare, warfare. And it's probably not an analogy that we use often because so often our rhetoric about the Christian life can be pretty rosy. We talk about becoming a Christian and we can talk and we can act as though that means all your problems go away. Your ticket to heaven is punched, right? You're good to go. And we can get caught up in a mood of celebration and we don't know then what to do when life gets hard. What do we do with grief? What do we do with lapses? in our holiness, and in our Christian behavior. So our rhetoric about Christian faith can become very rosy, but the reality is messy, very messy. So what do we do with that? What do we do with that? What does it mean for the Christian life to be war? Let's pick up our reading at verse 14 of Romans 7. And just prior to this, Paul has described the nature of the Christian life as like a marriage. We are united to Christ for life. And he's described the nature of God's commandments, the law in relation to the believer. And he's established that the law is, is good, it's holy, it's righteous. The problem is sin. We can't blame the law for our sin, and for our failures. And why is that? Verse 14. We know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do. This I keep on doing. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Thanks be to God, who delivers me through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law, but in my sinful nature, a slave to the law of sin. So if the Christian life is warfare, if we need to approach the Christian life with a war mindset, we need to know the sides. We need to know the sides in this conflict. And we see that in verses 14 to 17. The law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual. Literally, I am of the flesh. I am fleshly sold as a slave to sin. And when Paul says that he is of the flesh and that we are all of the flesh, he doesn't mean our skin, literally. What he means is our human nature, our human nature that is, that is compromised, that is held captive, and that is corrupted by sin. And that's why the NIV chooses to translate it as sinful nature, but it's literally of the flesh. To be human is to have this weakness. And so the law is not the problem. The law is spiritual. The law is good. It's holy. It's righteous. What God says is right and wrong stands firm. It is good. But we are weak and we have been compromised by sin. And as a result, we're slaves of sin. And that means, verse 15, we do not understand what we do sometimes. And if, if you can't see yourself in this struggle, if you can't see yourself in these sides, if you don't see this power lurking inside of you, then you need to do a heart check and see have you really decided to follow Christ or not? Because if you have, that journey is going to be messy, messy, And while we would prefer for it to be rosy and while we would want to talk about it like it's rosy and while we would like to say, I'm okay, you're okay, and we can all just get together and pretend like everything is fine, when we're honest with ourselves, we have to acknowledge it's not. It's not. It's very messy and cluttered and it goes and fits and starts. But the sides are Not us against the law. It's us against sin. For what I want to do, I do not do, but what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. It is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. Sin living in me. And you'll notice that Paul puts sin in the singular. Not sins, but sin. Because it's very important in understanding this war, this war within us, that this isn't about certain vices, right? This isn't about certain misbehavior that we're all guilty of. This isn't about saying, well, no one's perfect. This is about a, a sin a problem, a power that's lurking inside of you, and it's inside of me. And it it wants to have us and it wants to manipulate us and to corrupt us and to bend our will to do what we choose to do as sinful human beings. And if you don't go into the Christian life with a warfare mentality, if you don't go into the Christian life prepared to struggle, well, you're naive. And you need to prepare yourself to have a very, very rough time of it and to find yourself asking all the time, God, why? God, what is happening? What are you doing? We need to understand sin is powerful, and it's inside of you, and it's inside of me. But sadly, so many Christians enlist as Christians. They enlist on God's side, but they never actually enter combat. They go through the baptistry. They join a church. They're on a church roll. They're enlisted. They've been recruited. And yet they never enter the fray of combat. They never really wrestle with what it means to have the Holy Spirit inside of you waging war against sin They never know this struggle where you know what you want to do. You know what is right. You know what is pleasing in the eyes of God. And yet you do the very thing that you hate and that you know God hates. That's the struggle. Paul is transparent about it. This is the Apostle Paul speaking, after all, when he puts this in the first person. I am of the flesh. I do the very thing that I hate. And so there's also some encouragement here that if this is your story, you're not alone. This is our story. If we have been born again, if we have truly been converted by the spirit of God working inside of us, this is our struggle. It's warfare within for all of us. So the the sides in the struggle are us and sin. But what is the struggle? For that we look at verses 18 to 20. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me. That is in my sinful nature. That is in my flesh. And as far as the debate of are human beings basically good or basically bad? Well, Paul resolves that clearly here in Romans 7 verse 18. There is nothing good in our flesh. And you say, well, people do all kinds of good things, right? They do. But in terms of measuring up to the goodness of God, no one measures up. And so we need to be very candid and very honest with ourselves and with one another and with God that we don't have any good to speak of. We don't have any good to speak of. And so the struggle then is what God has brought about in us, the good work that God has begun in us when we are converted, and then the the sin and the evil that continues to lurk inside of us, and we need to know that this struggle is going to continue for the rest of our lives, and we are all, all wrestling with this. As a pastor, I'm not unaffected by this. This is my story too. We all have to wage war against the flesh and the temptations of our flesh. And if we go into the struggle with anything less than that mentality, then we're not ready. And we're deceiving ourselves, we're deceiving others. But of course we can't deceive God, can we? He knows what's inside of you. He knows what's inside of me. And so we have this struggle. And I think in many ways, a comparison to an addiction is apt. We think of other people maybe as having addictions. Of course, we're aware of our own addictions and our own obsessions and compulsions and these kinds of things. But when it comes to sin inside of us, we're all addicted. We're all addicted to doing what looks good and what seems right to us. And to triumph in this struggle, we need to know the sides, and we need to know that that's what we're up against that we are enslaved. We are enslaved. We have been taken prisoner by sin inside of us. And it's not a question of our desires, we can want the best of things, we want to please God. We want to be a good Christian. We want to be a faithful church member. And yet, and yet, we find ourselves backsliding. We find ourselves doing the very things that we know we don't want to do. And if you've battled with an addiction or you've known someone who has, this is where they are. They are trapped. So, those are the sides. That's the struggle. And we need to know the score. We look to verse 21. So I find this law at work. And when Paul says law here, he's talking about a principle, not the Mosaic law, the law that God gave to his people Israel. This is a principle. I find this law, this principle at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. I love the scriptures, Paul says. I love what God says. I love his people. I love his church. But I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. In my mind, I know what's true. I know what's good. I know what's right. And yet I'm not able to live it out. And the result is that this body is subject to death. Both a spiritual death now and one day, physical death. We're held captive. We're prisoners. We're surrounded. It's messy. It's ugly. It leads to death. That's the score. That's where we stand. And so we need to know that in this war within and the struggle of Christian discipleship. We can't win. You can't win. I can't win. And we need to be very honest about that. So do we just close up shop now and give up? Keep reading. Look at verse 24. What a wretched man I am. You think of those words of amazing grace. The God who would save a wretch like me. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Verse 25, thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ, our Lord. I can't win this war. You can't win this war. But we have someone who can. And that is the Lord Jesus Christ who came into this world, who was born into the flesh, who took on human nature and yet triumphed over sin. His human nature, his flesh was not corrupted. He lived the life that you and I haven't lived and cannot live and he triumphed over death itself. Sin did its absolute worst to him on the cross, and he triumphed over it. And as a result, he and he alone can rescue you and rescue me from this war. But until we come to this point of realizing that there is a war waging inside of me and waging inside of you, Until we're honest with ourselves and we're honest with one another and we're honest with God, we're not prepared to say what Paul says, who will rescue me? And we're not prepared to say, thanks be to God, only Jesus Christ, our Lord can rescue me. Only Jesus can win. And here's the really good news. He's not off there somewhere. Jesus says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Will you open the door of your heart? Because the Christian life isn't just a matter of inviting Jesus into your heart at the beginning. At the stage of justification. The Christian life is a matter of relying on Jesus every single day and waking up in the morning and saying, Jesus, I need you to save me. Jesus, I don't know what trials, I don't know what temptations I'm going to face today, but I know that there is a war raging inside of me. And while, yes, I've been rescued from the penalty of my sins because of your death on the cross, the power of sin and the presence of sin is very much still at work within me. And Jesus, I need you today. I need you now. I need you every single day. Hour, I need you every single second. Because Jesus, you and you alone can win this war. Can you confess that today? So then I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law, but in my sinful nature, in my flesh, I am a slave to the law of sin. This is the nature of your life and my life. Jesus is knocking, will you invite him in? Will you receive his help? I pray that you would, as we go to him in prayer now. Dear Lord, we thank you for this diagnosis. We thank you for telling us and for showing us what we can't see ourselves because we are self-deluded, Lord. You know that we, we have deceived ourselves and and we have been deceived by the power of sin working in us into believing that we have it in us that sure we have some vices we have some problems we need to work on we have some bad habits but we've been deceived into thinking that somehow we can conquer them that if we just want the right thing if we just try to do the right thing if we just have enough self-determination that we can do it and yet through your word you disabuse us of all of that you shatter all of those delusions and you show us that we cannot win this war and you show us that the christian life is not rosy it is messy and we are held captive by something we cannot triumph over and we praise you and we thank you lord for sending the lord jesus that while we are surrounded while we are held prisoner that on our own we would lose through jesus we can be rescued Lord, help us to open the door wide to the Lord Jesus as he knocks on the door of our hearts and our lives. May we receive him and may we receive the power of your Holy Spirit working in us and through us to save us from sin. Lord, we thank you for the gospel. Help us to cling to the gospel with every fiber of our being from this day forward into eternity. For we pray all these things in Jesus' name. So glad that you could join us. If you have any questions, if you have any prayer concerns, please reach out by email. We hope that this has been an encouragement to you.